and Ren and Jenna and Nicole and Corey in the house. Today we'll be discussing season one episode 17 of Corey in the house titled Gone Wishing. Uh, and with me as always to discuss this episode is one Renan Fontes. Ren, how's it going? Bryce, it's going great, especially since I have my wife with me today, Nicole. Oh my goodness. Hello, Nicole. How are you? I'm great, Bryce. How are you? Welcome to the Corey cast. Uh, and Ren, what a coincidence. Uh, I have Jenna, my fiance, uh, with me here today. Wow. Hi, Jenna. Hello. It's uh, February 14th, Ren. That's right. It's Valentine's Day here in the old United States of Corey. <laughs> uh, when Corey's president, does he still allow Valentine's Day to happen? Because I think he bans all holidays and replaces them with Corey themed. okay so it's like everyone still probably celebrates valentine's day but they give their valentines to Corey. yeah exactly you got it (laughs) yeah uh that that only makes so much sense so um all right so uh ren you said that uh we should do like a valentine's housekeeping what did you have in mind for that uh introducing our significant others (laughs) all right so that is oh damn it we should have done a Corey quiz yeah, but I thought about that, but then uh, I feel like it would have lasted for like forty-five yeah, you're, minutes. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, and I feel like we gotta we gotta get into the uh, the gut of the episode. This is yeah. a this is a dense episode. I know. Uh, so, in what way did you think it was dense? Long. It felt long. Yeah, there was a lot to build up to the episode, and then there was the actual like story itself. So it definitely did feel that way. Which is basically two very long scenes, it felt. Yeah. Um, and then I know, like, it ended, and Jenna, like, what is it that you said about it? Uh, I said that was bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's what's concerning to me, Ren, is in my mind, I was like, that was a fine episode. <laughs> so, so I don't know. <laughs> don't know what that means. Bryce. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I was researching this episode before I watched it, yeah. I learned one very key piece of information <laughs> that may have framed it, my viewing. Okay. The episode was written by Teresa Akana and Stacy Comag, who previously wrote, We Built This Kitty on Rock and Roll. Oh. Uh, and I felt that same energy throughout. Yes, that, that makes so Stiff much pacing, sense. jokes that just aren't there. Yeah, it was very much so all over the place. Uh, to be fair, I've, I've watched other episodes and also listened to you watch other episodes. Uh-huh. And like, this one was not great. So you really felt this was not a good episode. And Ren clearly feels that this was... I felt it was fine. You, like It was just so boring. We'll get into it. My yeah. negative feelings for the episode come more in the second half. Okay. All right. I agree uh, with that, Ren. So, so let's, uh, let's definitely get into it then. Um, this episode opens up, Corey is going through the mail. Uh, he's received a new issue of Get Rich 
Quick Magazine. Um, now, my, my question that I'll throw out there is what content is in Get Rich Quick Magazine that they have? Is it uh, every, like, every season they put in, put in an issue? Is it every month? The cover what? showed stock prices going up and down. Mm-hmm. So presumably this is Corey, you know, dealing with his investments, kind of like a... This is a daily... Yeah. This is a daily newspaper. <laughs> oh, <laughs> every single day. I didn't even think about that as a possibility, Nicole. Every single day, Corey is getting uh, Get Rich Quick in the mail well if it's stocks there's taxes like he's yeah go he's apparently campaigning for children to gain the right to vote so he's like (laughs) mid policy also (laughs) yeah uh did Corey uh did he uh what is it short change a gamestop was he involved in that i don't think he's (laughs) smart enough for that that requires a lot of patience that Corey really doesn't have (laughs) 20 minute schemes (laughs) yeah uh so speaking of, so his 20 minute scheme. So uh, in this opening, Corey, uh, he is, uh, he has the White House uh, staff meeting is happening uh, and Victor is preparing pies in the kitchen, specifically sweet potato pies, which in my opinion sounds disgusting, but I don't know if that's no. Yeah, I, I hate sweet potato pies. <laughs> it's a big thing. It, it's, it's like a normal thing, like yeah, normal people. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff, but he says are good, but I. I Maybe it was a staple. Huh, a, a southern a southern pie. Um, and so Samantha Samuels comes into Victor making it, and she says, uh, "How are we doing?" To Chef Victor, Chef Victor says, "Well, sometimes I feel there's a wall between us." Uh, I feel like there's a wall between Samantha Samuels and the audience. <laughs> I think this implies that they have a sexual relationship. <laughs> <laughs> from from this single line of dialogue, or do you feel yeah. like this is coming from like? That- like maybe once and Victor wants to kind of get back into it, but she's pushing back. He, like he keeps bringing it up and she keeps declining. So when he sees an opening, he takes it instantly, I, even though his son is present. I feel like it must be like an inside joke. Like maybe their dressing rooms are next to each other. So there's like, a, oh, so maybe a, there's, maybe there's a physical <laughs> wall between them. I don't know. The literal wall. Yeah. no idea they're rolling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so... So Samantha, uh, she's coming down to get Victor. Uh, he was preparing the pies for the staff meeting. He just put them in the oven, but uh, the president wants to have the staff meeting now and Victor is part of the staff. So he's got to go. Uh, and that's when he leaves Corey in charge of the pies. He says, hey, can you take these out in 20 minutes? Corey hears 20 minutes, take out the pie. And then he forgets about take out the pie and he just hears 20 minutes. What uh, can Corey sell in 20 minutes, Bryce? Uh, in this case, he somehow pulls together um, a cart that looks like something like a street ice, uh, like a shaved ice vendor Baragua. might have. Um, yeah, Piragua <laughs> guy. Yeah, straight from the set of In the Heights. Uh, he has his cart uh, selling White House water, and uh, straight it's, from the tap. Straight. Uh, it's <laughs> with packaging. Well, he drank all that water beforehand, and then he put then he filled it up with tap water without cleaning the mouth. <laughs> So, Where did he get the packaging with the bottles? Where yeah, so that's, I did write that down. I said, is Corey contributing to the trash problem? Um, <laughs> Corey is the trash problem. <laughs> so, uh, so with this, yeah, so Corey's, his thing is, it's a presidential drink from the White House sink. He rolls out a cart selling water bottles to uh, the tour group that is upstairs in the White House. Uh, we get our intro here. Um, so our theme song starts to play. So... I thought this cold open would establish how Corey is unsatisfying living as a serf in the White House. Unsatisfying? Unsatisfied <laughs> living as a serf. He's like an 
and that would kind of lead to him wishing that he were the president and you know it would kind of break down from there his role in the white house obviously that's not how it goes but that was my first thought seeing this cold open i feel like we glossed over the fact that the chef needs to go to the white house staff meeting (laughs) well he's staff i don't i don't know if at your places of work like do the like kitchen folks come to your the staff kitchen experience working at brigham and women hospitals managerial uh people from the kitchen would be included in staff meeting well i work at a school so like mm-hmm. our cafeteria the lunch mothers don't get to go what is our cafeteria mother? workers don't lunch really mother? come to staff meetings I don't know. Yeah, and like, and I see that point, Jenna, because I, I had the same thought. I was thinking, like, how often in the real world, how often does the president have like find himself in the same room as, let alone a staff meeting with well, the White House, the White House, House chef in the house? Victor's pretty much the staff. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, is the staff meeting just Victor and Samantha Samuels? But is like, that possible? we're diving God. deeper into this, like, who who's part of the staff meeting? The tour guides aren't a part of the staff meeting, but the White House chef, chef is. Yeah. Maybe it's only people who live there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If they have a bed in the White House, they go to the staff meeting. (laughs) All right. Um, So for the intro, there's actually, for the first time ever, Ren, there's not a single guest star in this episode. So I figured that we would just talk briefly on um, this this episode, um, which we already said is called Gone Wishing, uh, was part of Disney Channel's Wish Gone Amiss Weekend. That's right. I remember this as it was airing when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, it was a big deal. Uh, what would happen if three Disney Channel uh, shows, characters in Disney Channel shows, saw a shooting star and all made a wish? What would happen? Um, and so we get we get this episode where Corey wishes he were president. Uh, Hannah Montana, she wishes that she was Hannah Montana all the time. And then... Uh, in that episode, she becomes Hannah Montana all the time. And her brother and someone named Rico, who I think is like a little man-child. Yeah, he's the no, like a, he's yeah. A little mischief boy. Yeah, he's the, the little mischief boy. They collect her trash and sell it. Um, that was the only thing I felt was compelling about the uh, description of that episode. Oh, you didn't watch it? No, I didn't watch it. No. Uh, and then Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Zack and Cody wish for superpowers. Uh, if you were to guess, what, do you, what superpowers do you think Zack and Cody got? Uh, Zach gets invisibility. Cody gets a giant brain like Jimmy Neutron. Huh. Uh, sort of close. Yeah, so we, we actually watched a few minutes of it uh, this morning. And yeah, Cody got telekinetic powers. Uh, he was Brain Man. BM. Yeah. That explains <laughs> the BM in the trailer. <laughs> I was watching the ad. I'm like, what kind of superhero is BM? What is his power? <laughs> They also make a joke about BM, and uh, Bryce didn't get it, and I had to explain it to him. Yeah, I didn't oh, get it. Bryce. Yeah. Uh, and then Zach has super speed, so he's quick. He runs past his mom making a chocolate chip pancake and then steals the pancake out of the pan and eats it with his bare hands. Oh, so, that was a pancake? Yeah. I had no idea what that was. Yeah. I'm just saying, that's probably a reference to the <laughs> twins. That's probably Billy and Tommy from Marvel. Oh, you, you think it's a, well, this was pre, I believe this was pre-Disney owning Marvel. So this was probably the far, the closest they could get to, uh, like, having their own superheroes. They're, like, trying to pitch the MCU. They're like, look, we could do Wiccan and Speed. Here's our <laughs> They're twins. They're, they have the same abilities. Everything's there. And then Dylan and Cole Sprouse grew up and became Jughead, so. 
um i i'm not so i'm not super familiar with the world of um what is that riverdale and it's not like with full house like they had two twins playing one character it's not like that in right like it's just one i think it's just one of them but i don't know which one no one of them um... plays him in the present one of them plays him in the past in the war no way they're both in it yeah they're both in it no (laughs) why why did you never come up again there'll never be an opportunity to fix this oh yeah i've done this before all right bryce the only one of them is in riverdale it's only call it's only call call's the only one in riverdale okay dylan is um dylan like went to college he plays smash bros yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a big that makes, gamer. That makes a lot more sense. Um, all right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, all right. So that's really all I have to say on Wish Gonna Miss um, Weekend. It, it got 5.1 million views. So it was a big... big the whole get, weekend did? The, I don't know. The 90-minute block. Corey in the house doesn't actually million. have any episode ratings for its viewership jotted down, so... Mm-hmm. It's a good metric. All right, uh, back to the episode. Sophie wants to play Dippy Dippy Dolphins. And she brings this board game into the kitchen looking for someone to play with her. Uh, no one is in there. Corey's upstairs still selling his water. Victor uh, and Samantha are at the two-person staff meeting. She recognizes, uh, Sophie recognizes that something is ready. She has a ding and uh, no one is there. So she, uh, she walks out of the kitchen. To go find Corey. To go find Corey. But also at the same time, if you hear a ding in a kitchen and no one's there, um, I feel like you investigate a little well, bit she's more. a little kid. She shouldn't be f- messing around with an oven. She went to go find Corey. Okay. She did her due diligence. Yeah, she All went right. to go find the, the next grown-up, the closest thing. She knows there's a staff meeting. What else is she supposed to do? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, it, it's not like she's trying to hydrate like a head of state. Get bright. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. That's what Corey's currently pitching upstairs. That's another one of his things. He says hydrate like a head of state. Uh, Sophie goes to finds Corey and tells tells him about the timer. Or is trying to, but he keeps on cutting her off because when she appears up there, everyone just starts to take pictures. Ren, you and I know from episodes that we've seen of Corey in the house that uh, if Sophie is present, people are going to stop and drop everything and just take pictures of her. Well, she's America's angel. That's she is. That's what it was. I couldn't remember. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and she got cute drinking the White House water, according to Corey. Sophie just loves drinking his White House water. <laughs> he also shoves her pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, he actively <laughs> pushes her. Do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Corey's got to be hated by America, right? Like, there's now pictures of Corey pushing America's angel around uh, on top of everything else that he's done. Um, bad son <laughs> so now Corey is uh, he so Sophie leaves he pushes her away he never hears what she was trying to say and Corey uh, kind of uh, he's done selling all of his water he's sold out and now he's sniffing a bunch of one dollar bills and he realizes what do you think smell like probably <laughs> they've been in Walmart uh, all day it's probably warm in there yeah cranked up the heat to get people buying water yeah <laughs> yeah he was also I, I saw him um he was telling people to uh uh to run to drink more water i don't know 
What? I don't know. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something, and then I realized that the episode ta- says what I was going to say later. So I was like, oh, now I got to come up with something else that would make people thirsty. And making them run is what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> uh, Corey's sniffing a bunch of $1 bills. Uh, and then he realizes... <laughs> realizes he forgot about the pies so he comes running into the kitchen and of course the whole staff meeting all three of them are in there looking at the burnt pies and sophie's in there and sophie's in there as well um uh, cory tries to say that they're just a little well done the pies are not that burnt uh nicole did you feel like the, the pies looked a little burnt or were they just well done Are you okay? Yeah. yeah. Nicole's laughing very hard. Yeah, uh, and I. It or might just be. <laughs> yeah, so it might just be the the imagery of six completely burnt to a crisp, pitch black pies sitting uh, on the the White House uh, kitchen table or whatever, and then cory tries to convince them that they're just well done he then takes a spoonful of crunchy black rocks straight from the pie and he fills his mouth with charcoal <laughs> i'm wondering like when i when i watch things like this i always think about like what they're actually eating yes like, he's actually eating something he's yeah awful. i figured <laughs> he's swallowing everything kyle massey's a champ that's <laughs> And they, they did six takes of this, and every single take he swallowed a bunch of He was trouble. actually eating too much during the first five takes. <laughs> oh, it could probably it could be just like Oreos crushed up. Yeah, that's what yeah, I figured. It is. Yeah. Yeah, was that they took the cream filling out and then they just uh crunched up the Oreo. I don't know why, but like whenever I watch TV shows and movies that you always wonder, like yeah. what are they actually eating? Yeah. Um so they're upset about the pies, obviously. They're upset that Corey almost burnt down the White House. Samantha's pissed about the water scheming that Corey did. Uh, we get our lesson of the episode uh, for the first time. We'll hear it again later. Uh, Victor says to Corey, Corey, you can't blow off your responsibilities. Um, Victor, he gives the example. He says, I would love to drop everything and go fishing, but I can't. Random. Because he has a real job to do. Yes. Uh, Victor never struck me as someone who's really into fishing. Has he ever mentioned it before? No, you used to live in San Francisco. People don't like... The chill girl has an in-ground pond filled with trout. <laughs> There's a koi pond at the entrance. Right, San Francisco's on the water. You don't think that people in San Francisco go fishing? I watched, Jenna, I watched a documentary about people going... They get in the boat and they go to the water in between uh, California and the prison. Alcatraz um, in between <laughs> boats sink. So I don't think Victor's fishing. What documentary right, is point, this? Boats sink in water. They can't actually float. <laughs> what documentary is common, this? Uh, it, was on, it was the National Geographic one. That is not true. I watched that with you. Uh, so, <laughs> also, I've been to Alcatraz. The boat didn't sink. <laughs> so Victor can't fish because of that. Martinez then says, uh, we have rules in the White House, Corey. And I don't really think that Martinez has very many rules in the White House, but I, I think just under this circumstance, he claims to have them. So, uh, and that's Don't that. another man's pie. It's as simple as that, Bryce. 
Yeah, you just you don't do it. You're a pie burner, Corey. He's a pie burner. Uh, Newt, Corey, and Mina. We see them, uh, Newt and Mina, for the first time in this episode. They are wrapping up after a two-hour uh, student council meeting that went into what appears to be the late of night uh, because Newt couldn't find his gavel. Which, as we learned, was up his ass. <laughs> Four hours. Two hours, at least. At least. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, I, I feel like even after Newt found it, uh, he he still, uh, he either then didn't end it or he... Well, he had to finish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did, had to take care of it. So uh, Corey can't go to the movies where Newt and Mina would like to go because Corey is grounded. And Corey says, he's like, I just want to be, be a businessman, but everyone's up in my business. He has such a skewed idea of the world around him. Corey's just trying to do what he does best, Bryce. Blame everyone else? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Another kid put down by the man. <laughs> uh, Corey wishes he was president as he sees a shooting star above him. And that's gonna be the main driving force for the next part of this episode. Uh, you ready? Did you uh, write down Corey's chant? Corey's chant? What do you, does he have like a special wish? Is, what do you mean by his chant? I wish I was president. Then I could do things my way. Oh, I did not write that part down. That's a chant? Um, the, <laughs> well, he said it 33 times. It's an incantation. <laughs> uh, I, no, I, I didn't write that down, Ryan, but that, I'm glad that you... So he wants to be president so he can do things his way, right? Is that that's what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, this to me, this was when the episode immediately fell apart for me. It was It was doing well so far. It was holding itself together so far. Well, it wasn't holding itself together. It was setting stuff up. At least it made sense. I feel like I was expecting at least more of a sequence in between the wish and like the yeah, wish. Yeah, the there was a, a real lack of transition. Yeah, it's like just smash cut to that reality. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here for the rest of the episode and it quickly devolves into gibberish. You didn't even like thought like high school or using Final Cut Pro and just saying, oh, we don't need a transition here. So Corey, he is uh, excited because he learns that his wish came true. As we see Samantha Samuels in the Oval Office uh, say, uh, like, Mr. President, Mr. President. And then that's when Corey turns around in the chair. And uh, there he is. He's president. He can't believe that it happened. He wants to know how it happened. And Ren, uh, or maybe I think, Nicole, you alluded to it earlier. How did Corey become president of the United States? In this twisted alternate reality, kids all got the right to vote, and Corey won in a landslide. Listen, like, I'm all for, uh, I, I don't know if I'm all for kids having their, their right to, to vote for president, but, like, I would, I would entertain it to an extent. But then again, like, we've all seen the Kids' Choice Awards. Like, we know that they don't, they don't accurately pick uh, usually what is the best. Well, I like I thought about it and I remember when I was a kid they had our like school vote for Bush or Kerry and mm -hmm. I remember thinking Kerry sounds like a fun name <laughs> and <laughs> I vote accordingly that can't be the way this works a vote for Corey is a vote for America's kids mm -hmm. 
Yeah, did, did Corey just run on the platform of like, what, like uh, ice cream every day? Like something really easy to get all the kids on board? Pizza Friday, no grown-ups at uh, sleepovers. Well, what year was this? 2008, So So who was running against him? Well, in the Corey in the House universe, everyone but Martinez was dead by the time he became president. Oh, yes, because well, of the designated survivor situation. So, so all the politicians we know are gone. Yeah. So we don't yeah. know who ran against him in this. So, assuming it was like some mutated former politician, that's like <laughs> the apocalypse. Some like shambling corpse and Corey are the options. Also it was America's Wish. Oh yeah, Jeffrey the tour guide. So there's, we also, uh, as Corey is going through uh, and like really it's setting in that he is president of the United States, he lets out uh, a cackle and makes an uncomfortable gesture as he says, all mine. Did he just say uncomfortable gesture and not explain that? That it, could mean anything. It, it, I don't know how to, how to describe it. Bryce, do the gesture. Do it, it. It was like a, like kind of a thrust. <laughs> I was right. It's like a thrust. Yeah. Um, and there's also a red button that we see on his desk. It's in a clear container, and we don't know how it got there. That's what happened last time. The last president before Martinez hit that, <laughs> wiped out the population. <laughs> Everyone underground yeah. came out. <laughs> um, does So I know like Trump was infamous for having his like Diet Coke button. Um, he had a Diet Coke button? Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, he had a button on his desk that he'd press it and he'd always get Diet Coke. Um, so I wonder if it, it was possible that this red button could be something like that. Like, what would be Corey's Diet Coke button? Money. A 20, yeah. <laughs> $20 bill. They bring it out on a little tray. Mm-hmm. One of his maid slaves. Yeah, that was... Uh, so I assume you're referring to... So his Secret Service yeah. is two... two girls standing by the door uh of the oval office in two teenagers two teenage girls in uh what i would say is pretty uh short skirts yes clothing, (laughs) like a high school cheerleading outfit yeah yep uh so that's Corey's choice for who the secret service is and uh what they should be wearing and it actually is fitting because they do cheers and they have pom-poms. Yeah. Uh, Every time someone enters the room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Corey, it's also like all still setting in for him. Uh, Samantha Samuels brings him an envelope that's his top secret and he gets it. He's like, oh yeah, I'm totally going to read this and throws it on his desk as soon as uh, she leaves. If I were president, even in a fantasy, I would be so eager to read top secret info. Yeah, even if I were Corey, I would want to read like a top secret presidential file. The first one. Yeah, so I, I don't understand why he is so quick to dismiss it. But he's got to use his power as president to make money. Mm-hmm. And to turn the White House green with Whoa. giant gold dollar signs. President of the United States. Uh, Nicole, you're familiar with landmark buildings. Uh, is this legal? Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> there is absolutely no way this is legal. I, like, even at the very beginning of this, when he was selling water in the White House, I said to Ren, like, this is illegal. Yeah. And then his, his presidency only goes 
further uh, to serve to only profit him, which is, is not great. So uh, we go to, we cut to like what would be a commercial break and we come back. He's now redecorated the Oval Office. Yes. Um, Janet, was there any set pieces that you really liked in his Oval Office? Um, I liked that he changed the presidential seal into his face. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's like the official seal of the president of the United States and on a drum kit. And instead of the seal with like the eagle holding the arrows, mm-hmm. it was his, just Corey's his face. face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also like the desk. <laughs> I thought the desk was a fun uh, change in pace. Was it? It was very stylish. In the back. Oh yeah, that was pretty cool. It was like a black, like modern chic desk. Oh, yeah. He he brought it into the 21st century. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that desk is. Eh. The, not the new one, but the old one, the right? The old, Yeah, big, we should get rid of it. Big, strong, there's like, brown one. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely nothing important or significant to it, About right? that desk. Probably just use it for firewood. Um, yeah, so I like that. I like that he redecorates his Oval Office. Uh, we mentioned he has his new Secret Service agents. Uh, he has the presidential drum set with him. And then uh, in comes what we can assume is his two staff members. Uh, the only two. The only two. Uh, General Perum. So Mina has now been promoted to general. And also we have Newt. Uh, Ren, any thoughts on Newt's attire here? I feel like that's something he would just wear in regular life. Yeah. But he has a tie. Mm-hmm. I could see Newt wearing that tie for uh, class council meetings and then taking it off. Yeah. <laughs> he puts it on when he's being president and then takes it off. What kind of military experience do you think Mina has? And how many wars has she fought in? Uh, well, in this universe, I can only assume that Corey has started a lot of wars. Immediate. Yes. Um, because he wanted to take not just all of his country's money, but he wanted to take money from all the other countries as well. Out of all the like different positions they could have given Mina, why did they choose like general of the military? Um, that's a great question. Well, we know Mina has a passion for World War II history. Yeah. He's often quoting uh, the world's greatest dictators in conversation. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's interesting. They gave her a real role, but made new, what, like, the the secretary of rockin' and chillin'? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like they just came up with the costume first. The, like, pink general outfit with a short mini skirt and then they're like oh okay they probably had the pink general outfit yeah <laughs> like their prop closet <laughs> the Britney Spears era <laughs> well yeah I mean all those magnet effects that we see later on like that wasn't cheap to do by any means so they had to actually gorilla glue those, those <laughs> props to those actors it was excruciatingly painful to get them all off yeah they still have a couple of those on <laughs> to this day to this day it's um so we we meet his staff uh we also see what chef v has been doing um now that his son is president of the united states he's been fishing he's notably not been spending time with his wife or daughter (laughs) yeah naturally now that he doesn't have to work he spends all of his time fishing trout out of the white house pool well the last thing Corey's dad said to him was that he wanted to fish 
So in Corey's new universe, all Victor is allowed to do is fish. Fish. Raven it's really nice. Sun. We don't like this. They got wiped out. Uh, I assume I assume you two have been keeping up with WandaVision. Oh yes. So is it uh, is it possible here that this like they're all kind of trapped in uh, Corey's world? I. That- that seems i think sophie's actually the one at play here with that okay yeah yeah so so sophie's the one who's who's doing all of it Corey thinks he's in control but he's not yeah Corey's vision in this <laughs> victor's like thanks for putting all those trout in the white house pool as he smiles as a tear rolls down his eye uh, so um all right, so we have all of that going on. Uh, we also learned Corey's recreated the Pledge of Allegiance. Oh, that's uh, right. Uh, I, children now pledge the allowance to I Corey. Said multiple times throughout this, like Ren said, first and foremost, like Corey has become a Bond villain, but nothing made it more clear that Corey had truly become Lex Luthor than the Pledge of Allowance. And we only really hear like the first bit of it, but uh, I wonder if it's is it. Like, is there more to it than just their allowance? Like, uh, if also, if you know the president is just going to take your kid's allowance, do you as a parent keep giving your kid an allowance? I don't think they have a choice. Well, legally, you have to give them an allowance and then it gets taxed. Oh. Corey's got it all figured out. Yes, it's the fancy 100% tax. Mm-hmm. No taxation without representation. <laughs> So we uh, we learn that we, the fantasy just gets even darker. Um, Corey is monetizing the White House tour, um, and he is is having folks go ahead and uh, buy everything from what is now the Lincoln instead of the Lincoln bedroom, the Lincoln gift shop, and instead of the Rose Garden, the Rose gift shop or the Rose Garden gift shop. Uh, he's figured it out. Gift shops. Yeah. It's just gift shop after gift shop in this awful world. Are there any gift shops in the real White House? Uh, I'm going to say no. There the must be I'm... at least one. Yeah, there has to be. What? Yeah, like you get tours of that place all the no, time. No, but you... So, you're Ren, telling if... me you're not going to try to sell the American people merchandise in the White House gift shop. This is a capitalist nation, Bryce. Ren, if you recall, the only... The so White House gift shop is a gift shop that was founded on September 9th, 1946 during the Truman administration. Originally mm-hmm. named the White House Flower Fund, the gift shop is now privately owned and has no connection with the White House. It is not associated with the U.S. federal government. Wait, okay. what? They have a privately owned gift shop in in the White House? Yeah. So Corey's getting it done. <laughs> yeah. He's getting the money back to where it needs to be going. Um. Also, I guess it was dumb of me to ever question because we know that there is a gift shop because that's where Nicolas Cage gets the duplicate declaration of independence. That's right, Bryce. So, um, Were you going to say something, Jenna? I was just going to say, like, I was surprised that you didn't think there was going to be a gift shop there. There's a gift shop in like the National Museums. I know, but I just think it's strange because we know that the tours of the White House now are automated. Like, it's, there's no tour guides. It's just, it's all on... Uh, like a pre-recorded thing. I mean, you have to be led to a gift shop eventually. Yeah, it's exit through the gift shop. Haven't you ever seen that documentary? The slide comes out in the gift shop? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, who else but uh, one 
former President Martinez is now the tour guide of the White House. He sees President Cory Baxter and he says, it's the president, no way, no way, which I loved. He said it very well. Yeah. So, what do you think about Jeffrey here? Yeah. Yeah, Cory calls him Jeffrey and then he's like, oh, uh, that, that's not my name, sir. It's Richard. Uh, it's Richard. Richard, sir. <laughs> Why? So, was he previously president? Was Martinez president? And then, like, did he lose in a re-election to Corey, potentially? If we're talking These about who Corey won against? that Sophie wants you to ask, Bryce. What does Sophie want me to ask? She doesn't want you to ask yeah. any questions. <laughs> I think Jeffrey uh, is a result of Corey's cruelty. He knows it's Richard. He's, uh-huh. trying, to, he's just trying to beat him down while he's down. <sighs> Corey's awful. Falling back to something that went wrong during the like election during a debate, someone called him Jeffrey, and like he got all flustered, like <laughs> on TV and everything. Just <laughs> really bad. And he would have lost if his opponent didn't die. <laughs> now he calls him Jeffrey to like really stick his thumb into his eye socket <laughs> on it. It's Richard, sir. Um, because even like so, Sophie, who we learn is the VP, who's been put in charge of the top secret envelope. Um, she comes out and she sees him and she's like, hi, daddy. And he's like, hi. And she's like, are you selling more? Um, and Jeffrey also says in the scene, like, I need this job. It's not. Why are you calling him Jeffrey? <laughs> what the heck? Jeffrey has to push Cory Cola and presidential popcorn if he wants to keep his vice president daughter, you know, sustainable. If he wants to continue being the child to his daughter. <laughs> yeah. But, but meanwhile, the child the child father of the president of cory baxter is trout fishing in the pool so bryce why are you trying to poke holes in this utopia everything is as it should be there's a lot of holes to be poked there's a lot these aren't the questions sophie wants you to be asking no jeffrey's doing the very best he can um things are about to go uh south for cory because sophie opens up the top secret envelope and reveals that there are alien robots coming down to earth magnetic alien robots right that's right right. Uh, did the writers give up what happened here (laughs) like alien robots is that even magnetic alien robots i it's i there's so few episodes of Corey in the house they could have said anything it's not like they're duplicating anything at all and they chose magnetic alien robots for about 10 minutes total the russians have landed on u.s territory they've already done the russians i said something they haven't done the germans have landed on u.s (laughs) soil well it's because so they were given i think this wish gone amiss situation was um i think disney disney channel gave the different uh shows a certain high budget to put these episodes together they said do with the money what you wish so they spent uh they went to dollar tree and curls they spent (laughs) what'd you say right the monkey's paw curls yeah exactly and so because they went to dollar tree they spent uh three-fourths of their budget on tacky objects to fill Corey's oval office and And then then the rest on magnets yeah, exactly. And then they realized that they still had so much more money left. So they said, let's make them magnetic to throw in some nice digital effects so the kids would be entertained. And we'll call them alien robots, but when characters become alien robots, nothing will change. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh, overlap a couple of like mechanical sounds when they move and that's, that'll, that'll cut it. 
like no one else. yeah uh so they can the aliens al- magnetic alien robots have the technology to beam their powers like down into the humans and turn humans into the robots so it starts with newton mina who uh i believe mina gets like a keychain attached to her face it's a it's a magnet price what she gets a magnet i, I think face. it was a keychain magnet. no it was a magnet okay. <laughs> ordinary what, fridge magnet what separates magnetic alien robots from a boomer moment so much ren um i think it's a matter of context there was no build-up to this they want it to be shocking because it like they think that the the content is shocking enough that it does its job but boomer the way boomers presented is there's build-up to it there's anticipation for you know what's gonna happen and it's just watching the train crash in slow motion <laughs> this is not bad this was not fun to watch um yeah and so then we pretty much get scene after scene of Corey running from room to room and learning that people are turning into robots uh of get Corey. all chanting yeah chanting get Corey. why don't the aliens just turn him into a magnetic alien robot because they want sophie wants to hurt him yeah uh-huh. wants to be slow and painful <laughs> So that's fair. Yeah, that's what what they're thinking about. He's supposed to be punished for not taking care of his responsibilities, but ultimately, what he's really punished for is the presence of space alien robots. (laughs) (laughs) Not for like changing the White House or any of that stuff, just like for ignoring a file for a little bit. (laughs) Uh, then that's a great point, Nicole. I feel like later, uh, when we get back to like the real world the lesson he learned i don't feel is is the like an actual lesson i think it's more of just like uh don't mess with with magnetic alien robots don't Um, alter the course of reality don't rise above your station (laughs) it's like he wakes up from a nightmare more than anything else it doesn't feel like he's learned anything no nope um don't wish on a shooting star that's it yeah moral yeah don't wish Nothing, nothing can be handed to you. Don't want more. Settle. You can't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so we get this sequence. Uh, Corey's chased around. We get the big shocking twist reveal that Sophie made it all happen. She controls them. Uh, Staging a full-blown coup against the president. Yes. Um so in this world though where kids were so excited to elect Corey, are they going to be like accepting of a sophie presidency i'm god I'm, I'm seeing full impeachment right away well i was assuming that he chose her well they said that he chose her because he wanted to boss her around with no back talk but nobody knows who he is and she's america's angel like i assumed she was the running mate who got the votes <laughs> yeah that they really voted for her they were really supporting her yeah and now they'll be like oh good he's gone <laughs> mm-hmm um also all the uh the all these people uh sophie gets them all to nod and say that they love playing dippy dippy dolphins just eh. and i don't know why that the writers felt like forcing that on us this episode it was the joke it was the joke they came up with so it was the joke they gave us Mm -hmm. 
Um, Jen, what do you think Dibby Dibby Dolphins plays like? Well, later on, we see Victor and Sophie actually playing it. And um, he comes in wearing a dolphin hat and mm-hmm. says, it's your turn to spin the fin. So I can only imagine that she spins him because he's wearing the dolphin hat. <laughs> and wherever Victor lands, that's where Sophie has to swim. <laughs> it's true, Bryce. Uh, so is it is it like a the game board is a map? It's like Twister. Yeah, yeah I think Twister meets Mousetrap. But wait, as they were leaving the room, Corey asked, do I get a hat like his? And she said, yes. So if there are two fins at play, what happens then? Well, you spin both, and then you go to the intersection where they cross, and mm-hmm. that's where you swim. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, we kind of just... Yeah. And hold the water in. <laughs> we kind of just bounced around a little bit, uh, but because the, the, there's really not much to talk about with the, the mob chasing Corey. Corey ends up hiding underneath the desk, and he... Uh, the only thing near to him that he could do is press the red button, which he presses and it undoes everything. Corey would rather potentially launch nukes than pay the price for <laughs> all the actions. That's, that's my first guess is that's a nuclear war button. Yeah. Because the button even says like I'm going to give you instructions and then he's like, I don't have time for instructions. Yeah. Uh, I, that did not even cross my mind that friend <laughs> pretend he was okay with taking the entire country down with him um just to the bottom line mm-hmm. and then the voice ha- the button just has a robotic voice that says computer undo is that what it said uh it just says yeah. undo over yeah. and over undo 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 but it says computer right? does it it's i computer think it says computer undo, undo. Huh. so i think we're just living in the matrix here um it's possible i mean uh, is cory just a battery isn't that what the Corey's matrix just is a human battery yeah um so then cory is brought back to reality screaming at the top of his lungs in the quad of the school um with mina and newt uh they of course don't think it's super odd because they regularly hang out with cory so they know that him suddenly screaming at the top of his lungs is just that's regular another day with story. Yeah. Um, Part of the torment. We point out the star, and Corey now wishes again, but he wishes for everything to stay the same and for no robotic magnetic aliens to attack him. So, would the magnetic robotic aliens have made contact the next day if Corey didn't make that wish? Is that the implication? Uh, it's possible. Or did the wish really create its own pocket dimension? I buy that. Well, Sophie was the one who controls the magnetic robots. So you'd have to assume that the results of Corey becoming the president put into motion the creation of these robots. So without Cor- a Corey presidency, there is no magnetic robot. I buy the idea of multi dimensions. Um, create I think we can have psychics and curses, we can have alternate universes. Yeah, wait, and- I, 
like we i forget constantly that this is a universe where canonically his sibling is psychic like he's yeah. the future this is none of this is out of the realm of possibility for them no and so, so to that end so after Corey makes this wish for nothing to happen um newt then says uh so Corey's like yeah i'm gonna stay home tomorrow i can't go to the movies i'm gonna stay home i uh, just enjoy a grounding play dippy dippy dolphins newt hears this he goes ah oh, i wish i was grounded and then he gets a phone call ren and he's grounded. he's grounded so this is my cory verse theory is that this is where it splits off into an alternate dimension and that this point forward in the show is the the multiverse in which newt gets grounded which is the same timeline raven's home takes place in yes okay yeah so um we do not know what really happens to the real cory after this I think a very important unanswered question here is, can you play Dippy Dippy Dolphins as one person? Single player? Yeah. Is Nooch just setting himself up for failure with this wish? <laughs> well, I, I think true. you can't because Sophie Sophie would just play it by herself, wouldn't she? Yeah. Spin the fin. Yeah, you need, you need a fin to spin. Someone to be the fin. Maybe... Um... Newt's mom grounded him because she wants to play Dippy Dippy Dolphins. <laughs> he said he'd be home two hours ago to play. The gavel was up his ass. He's not home in time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's so we get that end scene in the school, and then the end button is the scene we've already been discussing, in which Corey is at home grounded. Sophie is playing Dippy Dippy Dolphins with Victor. Uh, Corey wants to play, and Sophie's like, "Ah, oh, I'm all set. Like we already have." Like, we're already in the middle of a game. And then she's like, oh, Corey, we'll see what we can do. And then the episode ends. Uh, it, talking through it, I, this always, talking through it always seems to help me get a better sense of the episode. And it was pretty much uh, an abomination. Yeah, it's extremely weak. Yeah. Um, I don't feel like we need to go through, because there, there's so little content, like actual content. Like, I don't feel like a rosebud thorn is valid here. But yeah. I would love, Ren, if you have any, um, if you have a review or two of the episode, frame right? our reference. I have four reviews today. They are all scathing. <laughs> Interesting. This has been the only time where there has not been a single green review on TV.com uh-huh. for a Cory in the House episode. Where do you get the reviews from? TV.com. Mm-hmm. They're all like over a decade old. <laughs> all right, let's right, start with a, a staple, VG Freak Eight. Love it. Title: Ouch. Uh, score: five out of ten. Corey gets grounded after letting Victor after letting Victor's pie burn. <laughs> He's a shooting star and wishes he was president. His wish comes true. He can do whatever he wants now. Letting the power go to his head, he ignores an important file, but ends up paying the consequences as each person becomes an evil robot. This episode was dumb. Robots, kid presidents, really unrealistic. (laughs) I think they maybe could have set a better plot or something. It did remind me of Scary Movie 3, though. I love that movie. So far, the worst episode I have reviewed. This episode gets a low score of 5 out of 10. All right, I've seen Scary Movie 3. It's been a while, but I have seen it. Uh, this episode did not make me think of Scary Movie 3. I don't, either of you? Uh, you didn't remember that scene where Charlie Sheen fights Michael Jackson? 
I mean, I remembered it, but I don't. (laughs) All right. Next review. This one is by a sweet life B. The title is, and when I say painful to watch, I mean, it was my horrid as usual, but worse than it usually is. And when I, and when I usually say painful to watch, it is a good thing but not this time. I don't recommend this one at all, as you can tell, because I gave it so low. 3.2. The score was a 3.2. Here's the review. Okay, so Corey sees a shooting star and makes a wish that he was president, which we all saw coming. So he wakes up to find that, that the wish has come true and doesn't take it seriously, but takes it as a joke. We also saw this coming, and it started off as it usually does. He gets in trouble by his usual scams. Again, we all saw it coming. So original and so old. Okay, so Corey doesn't do what he is told the first time like always. Okay, so I'm going to try and say one thing positive. Ending this, the one thing cool about this was how he redecorated the White House. The what he did to the president room was cool. But the White House looked hilarious. looked hideous after what he did to it. The green and money signs. And we all saw that coming. Hey, I said it one thing positive. I, there's no punctuation in the entire thing, except for the occasional ellipses, no spaces. And five people agreed with it. Yeah, I got five upvotes. Renan, I can only imagine that you wrote these. I wrote this back in uh, June 28th, 2010. Yeah, yeah I can only imagine. Um, I knew in 11 years... Uh, Bryce and I would record yeah. this. How old were you then? Like 16? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said, yeah, you were like, oh, better get ahead of, uh, better get ahead of it. And I better have a reviews. TV.com <laughs> to be prepared for 12, 11 years from now. Yeah, meaning that this is the second time that Ren has watched all of Koi in the house. <laughs> <clears throat> Are you ready for our next review? Yep. <clears throat> this one is by Azeguard41. Asgard. No. No, it's, it's Asgard. Asgard. That is not spelled right. <laughs> Corey, no. becomes, Corey becomes the first teenage president in the first of a series of episodes based on Wishing Upon a Star. Four out of ten. Disney did three episodes where the stars of two of its top shows and one of its lackluster shows <laughs> get wishes. Which one's of them, Hannah was probably the best, but Zack and Cody's was the funniest and most surreal. Uh-oh. In Corey's wish, he gets to be president in a very loopy and nonsensical reality where he sums, somehow pulls off vandalizing the White House into a teen hangout and center for White House junk merchandise where other presidents would have been impeached for doing less, as we've learned, not necessarily the case. Yeah. <laughs> the premise so far, it tosses in a horribly contrived alien invasion shtick Stolen from an episode of The Twilight Zone when actor Howard Morris played a guy who also got to be president, where everyone gets to gets to further horribly embarrass themselves. The worst part is the red button fiasco, where it all ends not by a dream, but by resetting reality to normal just before Corey's wish. If this is the typical state of scripts Kyle Massey is getting for Corey, he ought to quit. I think it's hilarious that they left a review for this describing two of its top shows in one of its lackluster shows, and then went on to clearly define Corey as the lackluster show. <laughs> I also, I like, something that I like about that one is it makes it sound like uh, like Kyle Massey is the one that's too good for Corey in the house. 
Like, like he needs to leave. After this Emmy award-winning performance, he should go. <laughs> so was, was that written during, like, the current airing of the show? Like, was the, the show still going at that point? Yes, th- these were all written... Actually, the, all of these reviews were published the day before the next episode aired. Huh. No, wait, what? All of these... Oh, okay, never mind, forget it. Uh, these these <laughs> dates are all off. They must have... What the hell? So these all these reviews were written three years after the episode aired, but all on the same day. I bet they updated the website that day. And everything got yeah it was probably republished they probably reviewed these when the episode came out but something yeah. happened to the website on june 28th 2010 that makes sense okay the cory in the house conspiracy or it's like airing really fast and people were had to review it as it was happening so <laughs> one really quick re-air ready for the last one yep this review is by ixinator they gave they said the title not realistic and just plain and boring. 1.6. The review. And crazy. Nobody would like something this stupid. This whole show, there hasn't been one good episode. In this episode, this Cory wishes he was president, which could never happen. And then there is the obvious Cory misuses his ability and causes trouble when everyone turns into robots. I know it's crazy. This episode was a disgrace to Disney Channel, and I just couldn't stand to see all that craziness in the episode. This is definitely a new low for Corey in the house. I hated every minute of it, and I was so glad to see the episode end. Thanks. Sometimes called Corey, and sometimes <laughs> didn't. The first two times they wrote Corey's name, they wrote in an E. But when they wrote Corey in the house, they wrote it correctly. The, and that's interesting to me. I feel like these uh, these people who are writing and saying that this was a terrible episode that they couldn't wait till it was over. So Ren, you and I, like, we're going through, we, we've already made the dedication that we're going to watch every episode, and that's why we're here. Like, that's why we're we're sticking this through. But these people don't need to be watching so much Cory in the House. They can shut it off. They don't have to be here. Well, no. then how would they complain on the internet? That's true. Bryce. Yeah. yeah. I don't have another review but I do have a very rare IMDb plot summary. Oh, good. Would you like me to read it? Yes, please. This was written by The Proud Eagle. (laughs) This is how they summarize the episode. It start out with Chef Victor making sweet potato pies for the staff meeting and telling Corey to turn off the oven in 20 minutes or the pies will burn. Corey thinks of what he can for the next 20 minutes or so. In the next scene, Corey is selling bottled water to the White House visitors. Sophie comes in to tell him it's time to turn the oven off, but he too busy making money and shoes her off. Walking into the kitchen counting his money, he smells the burnt pie and realizes he was supposed to turn off the oven when Sophie came in to bug him. Chef Victor, Samantha Samuels, and President Richard Martinez come in to get the pie for the staff meeting and pull out six blackened pies. Corey, Newt, and Mina are out on the town when they see a shooting star. Corey wishes he was president, then tells Newt and Mina he has to get home to start his grounding. The next morning, he is in the president's chair when Samantha Samuels comes in with a top secret document, but he is 
but he is too busy trying to figure out how to make more money and tells her to give it to the vice president. In the White House, Sophie is his vice president. Mina is a army general. Newt is secret of state. Monique is one of two secret service agents. And President Richard Martinez is just a vendor at the White House. Sophie comes in and tells Corey he really should look at the document about UFOs. Corey is in the middle room with Mina and Newt. Mina tells Corey that he should send some of her soldiers to check out this report of metallic robot. Corey responds to that by asking Newt what he thinks of Mina's theory. Just as Newt is about to answer, he is zapped into a metallic robot. Then Mina is zapped into a metallic robot. One by one, they are all turned into metallic robots until only, only Corey and Sophie are the only humans left. Sophie then gets control of all the metallic robots and gets them to go after Corey. Corey is woken up by Newt and Mina. Corey, Newt, and Mina are out on the town when they see a shooting star. Tells Newt and Mina he has to get home to start his grounding. So does do they mean magnetic when they say metallic? <laughs> that that's your concern. Yeah, that was my <laughs> biggest takeaway. See, they refer to Monique as they said Monique is one of two Secret Service agents. So I looked it up to see if she was in more episodes, and she's not. Nope. Like, why, why did they pick her out of the two? Instead of- there are also details that are just flat out wrong about this summary. I know, I'm just, I'm so good. Uh, also, it was almost impossible to find that information because Googling Monique Corey in the house almost only comes up with a murder. <laughs> not, the murder is not associated with Corey in the house, right? Otherwise, Ren and I have been having the wrong conversation. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was not associated with Corey. And okay, I, okay. So we still have time left for this to happen. <laughs> wow. Wow, good, good stuff. Well, um, all right, so the last thing that we have to do, we just have to give, uh, all four of us, can we can each give a, a different number for a rating on it, but also before we do that, the uh, President Martinez's approval rating. And Newt's. Uh, oh, you're right, because we saw him as a... Uh, as, uh, president and he definitely did something that would have affected his rating <laughs> yeah um so we gave i don't i don't have what we gave newt last time um but we can we'll pick a number for him um martinez on the other hand last time we gave him a 22 so that's where he landed in this episode we see him um hold a staff meeting um pull yeah, one of his staff awesome. members away have pies burned in the kitchen and then yell at a child about the burnt pies. It's not his fault that the pies weren't at the meeting, but mm-hmm. the staffers definitely would have been upset with him. Yeah. Yeah. They would have, it would not have won uh, their favor by any means. So I feel like it goes down, but not by a lot. How many points are you thinking? Uh, I feel like three. Were you going to say, gonna say six, one per pie? <laughs> so do you consider the approval rating to be? just like the general public or also mm-hmm. his staffers well his staff will influence the general public yeah. they will speak out <laughs> yeah. we went to a staff meeting and there was no pie uh, i like the six for uh one for every pie all right well, i like that what does that bring us down to uh, uh, right now so 16 uh, that's brutal <laughs> uh, i mean it's not the lowest he's been that's true he's doing yeah. pretty well by his standards yeah <laughs> Um, and then lastly, what, uh, Nicole, if you had to give this episode a rating on a scale of one to 10, what would you rate it? What about Newt? Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. Okay. So let's think about him. He, uh, held a student council meeting 
lasted for at least two hours, likely longer. And the reason why it went for so long is because he had the, the gavel uh, on his butt. Uh, they were there for two hours. I'll say one point lost for every 10 minutes. <laughs> but at the end of it, you got to watch him pull a gavel out of his ass. That's right. That might have <laughs> been fun. That I would have bumped up. went long is because people were like talking, right? Uh, I think feel like people were ready to wrap it up after a little bit you think and so? then i think it was but he never wrapped it because he couldn't find the gavel well, why he just kept was it in so session for two hours people just walking around the room yeah so they needed the gavel before they could oh so they could like nothing was happening as he was searching for the gavel <laughs> <laughs> you watched him look uncomfortably for two hours <laughs> and then finally someone said newt look on your ass <laughs> newt what's that coming out of you oh Newt the gavel. Newt the gavel. <laughs> uh, Ren, you were saying uh, one lose one point for every 10 minutes. So yeah. the, he would go down, what is that, two hours, 120 minutes. So 12 points. Yeah. And I, I got to find what, what it is we gave him last time. It's been a while since we've seen him in this role. So we'll just, I'll just jot down minus 12 for right now. Okay, perfect. Um, all right, and now, uh, Nicole, if you were to give the episode a rating on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you rate it? I didn't enjoy it very much. Maybe like a 1.5. Wow. 1.5. That's We actually we gave last week's episodes, uh, we both gave it a 1.5. So this would be a, a low streak, I guess. <laughs> or house. Uh, Ren, what are you thinking? I'm going to go with a 2. Okay. Uh, Jenna, what about you? I liked last week's episode better than this one. So you feel like it should be lower than what we gave last week? One? Well, <laughs> one or a point five? <laughs> sounds like you guys are pretty harsh with your ratings. Well, this is, I mean, see it on our screen. This is what we've, we've yeah, done so you've far. You've only ever given like four episodes. Oh, wait, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six episodes higher than a seven. Or A7. I was going to say, like, what is the, like, what is a 10 episode of Corey in the House for you? It We've can't yet. be, like, a 10 episode of television. We haven't no. seen it yet. Yeah, we're not sure yet. Still to come. Um, <laughs> for me, the closest is the the boomer moment. Uh, for Ren, the closest is uh, Russia, the Russia uh, airplane episode. Well, I guess I'll, I'll give it a one because out of all the episodes I've heard you watch, this one was like really, really boring for mm-hmm. me, but maybe it's because I actually watched it and wasn't just listening mm-hmm. to it. Yeah, because that, that and that's what was initially concerning to me. Ren is when Jennifer said like, "Oh yeah, like it was it was a bad episode," and I was like, "Ah, oh, it was fine." Like I'm concerned that I'm so worn down by what <laughs> in the house is that that something like this seems passable in my mind. I also like I also have to constantly remind myself that. I'm watching Corey in the house on a level that no other human being other than you has watched it on. Like I've been watching every episode with Ren as he watches them. And like, yes. I like, and I didn't like, I don't analyze them like he does. And even watching this one, I was like, Oh, like, you know, it's about as good as last week's. Like I have to step back and be like, this isn't good television. Like remind <laughs> myself that I can want more for my eyes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, so Ren, you gave it a two. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go a little bit higher and give it a two point five. I didn't feel like it was as bad as last week's atrocity. I also didn't feel like it was quite 
the level I gave we built this kitty on rock and roller too. Yeah. Um, yeah. That that was a miserable time. This was a time that I don't I, I didn't like watching it twice, but uh, I didn't hate it as much as we built this kitty on rock and roll. For me, this episode is mediocre buildup for very shitty payoff. Yeah, and I I don't say that about Corey in the house lightly. Well, because also we've seen dream sequences in Corey in the house. We've seen a, a couple of them. They've been hilarious. They've been highlights of the episodes that we've seen them in. Because they're short. Yeah. Too much of a book could have been a good thing. A lot right, of them. In the home stretch of Corey in the house now. Oh, we're past the halfway mark. As we have of four now. episodes left in season one. Feels so good. Is there going to be a proper season finale? I, I, so I want to discuss plans for the season finale. Okay. Yeah. What, what are you thinking? Uh, I, th- I feel like a live episode would be not be fine for the would be like nice for the occasion. Yeah. Fun. So so we would do it. Um, it would be just like one of our regular episodes, but we'll do it live. So if people yeah. want to chime in. Yeah, I'm down with that. Yeah. For the uh, the finale of season one of Corey in the there House. There are two seasons. There are two seasons. So Never I almost have my Sunday nights back. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, there's always another show. That's true. Always there's always show. Mm-hmm. Yep, and my mind is always racing about what could be that that next show. But maybe COVID will be over and I'll be able to kick you out of the house. What? Like when we record? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I just wanted to make sure that wasn't like a, a permanent threat. Right? <laughs> Bryce, space if you need it. You can be in the basement. It's cold, but there are bugs. Yeah. <laughs> but there are bugs. One time I saw a, big, a bug down there so big I cried. Oh. You're yeah, it's scary. Yeah. Yeah, our current basement. The basement of your of your current apartment. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah, it's uh <laughs> it's so scary. All right, let's uh let's wrap wrap the shindig up. Uh so we gave our ratings. We definitely talked about the episode. Um we will we're in the home stretch for the season, as Ren said. So in a few weeks, it sounds like three or four weeks, we'll be on that finale. Um we'll give more info about doing a live show as we get closer. Um, so uh, next week we will be watching um, let's see episode what are we going to be on 18 yes 18 and it will be titled I ain't got rhythm good sounds fun sounds like a music focused one which is always a recipe for success <sighs> anyways thank you so much for uh, for listening if you've made it this far uh, and go ahead and like our page on Facebook. Uh, you can like our Twitter uh, page, which again, does not regularly tweet uh, anything at all, but go ahead and give us a like there or follow. Um, and otherwise we will see you next week. All right, uh, Nicole, Jenna, thank you so much for, for joining us this week. It's been a time to be here. Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, thanks so much, everyone. Uh, take care, have a good day. Good luck, Grave Robin. All right, bye. Brace and Randy learned some electric guitar.